contraption shuddering backwards. But as the echoes of the shots fade and the cloud of powder smoke thins, the booth begins to creep implacably towards him again. That's the way to do it, crows Mr. Punch. From within her clothes, Ulla whips out a slender, sickle-shaped throwing knife and sends it whirling towards the booth, neatly slicing off the puppet's leering head before flying back into a waiting hand. Yet still the devilish machine advances. The Burtons start to run towards a ramp, which will return them to the promenade. But already another of the sinister side shows is descending to cut off their escape. They turn again and strike out across the dry sand, where the sea rolled until so recently. A hundred yards away, a knoll, which was an island when the sea was there, offers some hope of shelter, or at least a patch of high ground which they may defend against the automata. The wheels of the two Punch and Judy shows squeak as they swing round and begin to trundle after the fugitives. Ghastly, mechanized voices demand, Who's got the sausages? The former island is steep-sided. It is a scramble to get up onto its crown, which is planted with ornamental clumps of Martian horsetails and tickler vines. A clump of ogleweed turns curiously to watch Sir Richard and his wife as they clamber onto the summit. Below them, the first of the Punch and Judy booths extends steel arms and starts to drag itself up after them. They stand and turn and find more enemies awaiting them. Six figures, not all of them human. The starlight spilling through the leaves lends an oily sheen to their tall black silk hats and imparts a ghostly glow to their white gloves and starched white shirt fronts. In the shadows of their hat brims gleam the circular eyepieces of hideous, wheezing, elephant-trunked masks. Patent respirators of the type worn by men who have business in the atmospheres of gas moons like Spiv and Fizzgig. Dick Burton, says one of these grim apparitions, stepping in front of the others. And dear Mrs. Burton, too. Surely you're not leaving us already. Allah draws her knife again, but the Punch and Judy show has scrambled up unnoticed behind her. Steel arms lunge out from beneath its canvas cowl and pinion her, twisting her arm until the blade falls uselessly in the gravel. Richard, she gasps, run, flee while you still can, and warn them. But it is already too late. Sir Richard is in the clutches of the second of these sinister booths. The infernal machines turn them to face the captors. The leader of the masked men advances warily reaching into a pocket as he comes. You unspeakable fiend, growls Sir Richard. Unhand my wife or... Or what, Burton? Laughter bubbles behind the respirator. Don't you understand? You have lost. I shall have my way here, and there is nothing your department can do to stop me. Out of his pocket comes a small brass atomizer such as fashionable ladies use to spray on scent. He holds it near Sir Richard's face and squeezes the rubber bulb just once quite firmly. Sir Richard sneezes. Engulfed for a moment in a cloud of silver particles, 
which fades almost instantly. Swiftly the masked man turns and does the same to Ulla. Sir Richard stares at the atomizer. What have you done? Already his voice is growing slow and slurred, his eyes dull, his struggles cease. In the starlight, his skin is taking on a silvery look. Release them, says the man in the silk hat. The Punch and Judy booths back away. Ulla reaches out groggily to take Sir Richard's hand. Together they stumble off the path, trying to make their escape through the shrubs which cluster in the flower bed there. After a few steps, Sir Richard stops and stands still. He raises his arms. Richard.